five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. בסוף היום יש איזה רגע קטן הלב שלי שוקע כשהאור נעלם קשה לי לראות בדרך אליך רציתי לדבר איתך על מה שבלב על רגע מאושר לא רק על מה שכואב עשה לי טובה, 
אל תסתיר את פניך. תמיד אתה יודע מתי, אם התרחקתי מדי. כמו ילד הולך לאיבוד, צעקתי אליך. שמע ישראל, השם אלוקינו, השם אחד. שמע ישראל, השם אלוקינו, השם אחד. מה זה גוף ונשמה, בשביל מה? רוצה להיות קרוב אליך שנה ועוד שנה, בשביל מה? ומי אני כאן בלעדיך? קורה שלפעמים גם העצב נצמד, היד על העיניים ואני לא לבד, כתבתי שירים עליי ועליך. רציתי לספר לך על יום שעבר, תמיד אתה איתי גם במתוק גם במר, רציתי להיות הטוב בעיניך. תמיד אתה יודע מתי, אם התרחקתי מדי, כמו ילד הולך לאיבוד, צעקתי השם אלוקינו השם Oh, oh, oh. 
I still 
קצת קשה לי לראות הטוב שקורה לי לדלג על מה שאין לי אך המאמץ משתלם לי כי יש אמת אחת זה ברור וזה חד שמודיעים שמחת ממקום חם אחד זה בא מבפנים כשמטיב החיים Thank <laughs> you. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Tuvi Eichler and Ki Gadol here at J.M. in the A.M. Ari Goldwag before that, uh, a twofer, if you will. Happy Inside and Kavodo here at J.M. in the A.M. Shmuley Unger with uh, a double hit, Fire and Deershoe off the brand new album. A week ago today, he was in our studio. That uh, interview has been getting some interesting reaction, to say the least. Yaakov Shweki with Gufun Shama, that's brand new. Mendy Warch and Alex Clare together with Simcha Raba. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this final day of February. It's Leap Day, the 29th of February. Mazal Tov to Alex and Paul. Uh, they are getting married tonight. We'll be at the wedding, please God. And their wedding anniversary is going to be... On the 29th of February. We actually know somebody lives in my building who um, today, instead of being 60-some years old, he's like 20-something years old. Anyway, you get it. Uh, Leap day, the 29th of February. Day 20 in the month of Adar 1. The year is 5784. Tufshin Pei Dalid. Today, Bubba Kama Closes out in the study of Dafyomi, Mazal Tov to those who are completing Baba Kama and Hatzlachar Rabbah to those who start Baba Metziah tomorrow as Dafyomi just continues strong. Jewish community around the world is to be commended for the incredible progress they make, or I should say the community makes uh, every single day when it comes to Dafyomi. Got a note from Rabbi Mordechai Weiss, our dear friend from Itzbe Yericho, who used to be right here in Bergen County. Mazal tov to our grandson Yair. Bar Mitzvah is today in Hebron. Wow, how amazing is that? And um, Rabbi Weiss, or Rabbi Guide, tossed that Mazal tov wish onto our app. You could do the same thing. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. It's a Thursday, an IDF commander who is also a farmer in Israel. Is going to join us live in studio in the 8 o'clock hour as we get a perspective on the war on this day number 146, not of the war, but since the attack. 
and as we get a perspective on what life is like for those who are trying to keep up those farms in Israel. All happening here this morning on a Thursday at JM in the AM. Sangle, the 
We used to think a news report was mostly right, but sometimes wrong. Now it seems that all has gone awry. A buzzing phone, another alert, countless updates, more information. It's hard to know what's real or what's reliable. Where are we to go to find the truth? Who can tell us how things are without a biased view? were closed for everyone just open up our kids are safe perhaps they don't know why we come to Hashem, we're let back in camp has started but things are so different how long can we succeed with this new plan the issues of the past Haven't we arrived at shores The safe haven at Our sacred rights can all be taken, all be gone. Don't take for granted what we thought we had. Just like that, a nation's trend, the things we thought were guaranteed. Now we see the nature of it all. Just hope this feeling doesn't pass With open hands and open hearts Help us continue our task
Tara 
up the hour with Yoni Stokar and Pe'er. You heard Habain Yakir lead done by Avramel, Yankee Hill and Yankee Landau together. They had a Pischuli. Shalsheles with Kulam off the, um, uh, what's it called, the Reconnection album? No, I have to look up the name. Chaya uh, Moshe Rechnitz with Moshe Emes and Yosef Yaakov had Refua here at JM in the AM. Golly, it's all in the background to our news from Israel coming up. Helping you in like a few minutes. I hear the voice of Ophel is crying also. So me and America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web and AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN AlchemSegal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio 2 p.m. newscast next to JMM. גלי צהל השעה שתיים, באולפן אהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. עשרות אזרחים עזתים נפגעו הבוקר כתוצאה מדוחק ודריסה במהלך חלוקת סיוע הומניטרי בצפון הרצועה. כוחות צהל ירו לעבר ההמון שהתקרב אל הלוחמים באופן מסוכן.
עם פרטי התקרית, כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. במהלך הכנסת משאיות סיוע הומניטרי לפנות בוקר לצפון הרצועה, המון עזתי התקהל סביב המשאיות במטרה לבזוז אותן, ובאירוע האלים נפגעו עשרות עזתים כתוצאה מהדוחק והדריסה. בנוסף, כוחות צה"ל שהגיעו לאבטח את כניסת המשאיות ירו לעבר ההמון, לטענת גורמים צבאיים, מאחר שהם התקרבו ללוחמים באופן מסכן. מצה"ל נמסר כי האירוע מתוחקר. במקביל, הפלסטינים טוענים כי צה"ל הרג עשרות אזרחים בתקרית וקוראים לקהילה הבינלאומית לפעול נגד ישראל. חיל האוויר יירט בהצלחה מטרה אווירית חשודה באזור מפרץ חיפה. בעקבות היירוט הופעלו אזעקות באבטין ובכפר חסידים, שם מדובר בהתראה הראשונה שנשמעה במהלך המלחמה. כתב אישום הוגש היום נגד חבר הכנסת עופר כסיף בגין תקיפת שוטר בנסיבות מחמירות. זאת לאחר שכסיף התעמת עם שוטר והיכה אותו במחאה בדרום הר חברון לפני כשנתיים. כתבתנו לענייני משפט תמר שונמי מציינת כי לאחר שנדחו טענותיו של כסיף בשימוע, היועמ"שית בהרב מיארה החליטה לפני כחודש להגיש נגדו כתב אישום. פרקליטו של חבר הכנסת כסיף מסר בתגובה כי הוא כופר באשמה. ניו זילנד הודיע הבוקר כי תטיל עיצומים המתנחלים שתקפו פלסטינים ביהודה ושומרון ותאסור עליהם להיכנס לשטחה. על ינון לוי, שהקים את המאחז חוות מיתרים בדרום הר חברון, הוטלו עיצומים על ידי ארצות הברית ובריטניה. לוי טען אצל שחר גליק ביומן הצהריים, מענישים אותי כי אני מתנגד למדינה פלסטינית. אזעקות עכשיו באדמית בגליל המערבי. הם מנסים להגיע ל... תוקם פה מדינה פלסטינית, ומבחינתם כל מה שמפריע למדינה פלסטינית, אז הם רוצים להטעין עליו סנקציות. בתוכנית של הרשות הפלסטינית יש להם תוכנית של להתחבר, כשכל הערים הפלסטיניות יהיו מחוברות. זאת אומרת, אנחנו בעצם האדמות מדינה ששומרים על אדמות מדינה בשביל שהם לא... שהערים האלה לא יתחברו. לאחר כשלושה חודשי תמרון בח'אן יונס, חטיבת הצנחנים יצאה הלילה מרצועת עזה. רב סרן איתן, קצין אג"ם בגדוד 202 בחטיבה, אמר בגלי צה"ל, הלוחמים מעוררי השראה. ארבעה חודשי לחימה משמעותיים מאוד באזורים באמת מורכבים. נלחמנו בקרבות שהיו לא פשוטים, אבל משמידים את האויב. אתה רואה את הלוחמים ארבעה חודשים, יום אחרי יום, בתנאים שהם לא תנאים פשוטים, זה בעיניי הדבר שהכי מעורר השראה. מזג האוויר למחר. תחול עלייה קלה נוספת בטמפרטורות. לידיעת חיילי צה"ל ברצועת עזה, מחברת מטאוטק נמסר כי הלילה יהיה קריר ויבש וייתכן אובך. מחר יהיה חמים מהרגיל. ולחיילינו בגבול הצפון, בגזרתכם יהיה קר ויבש ותנשבנה רוחות מזרחיות חזקות. מחר יהיה דומה. אלה החדשות שעורך יהונתן גריל.
Meine Männer, die du bringen alle gut und wurde sticken, macht mich sitzen wie ein Chicken, noch mal gleich, mit ganzen Flicken, nehme ich eben, trägt mal Glicken, ja? Ein
My steps are out of sync When my feet can't find their rhythm And I don't know what to think Simple words have lost their meaning And my broken heart can't be It's in these silent moments I feel you next to me Saying, face the challenge, stare it down Take the plunge, feet off the ground Breathing deep till again Your head's above water no anchor can hold you down, say it with me now again. Live your one life, mit Dabrin. And when your silent fate begins to fade, 
traveling in the breeze from children as they play. The harmonies that fall between the notes we cannot hear. The sound of life surrounding you, a signs that he is near. So face the challenge, steer it down. Take the plunge, feet off the ground. Breathe in deep till again your head's above water. No anchor can hold you down. Say with me now again. Live your one life, mid Dublin. When your silent faith begins to fade. Live a little Goodness, goodwill, God heals. Every type of suffering, that's how I fell in love with him. Seen a lot of pain in life, I am still recovering. I'm giving all I have to give, I finish when there's nothing left. I live life with the fire burning in my chest. I'm drawing down the light a little, make it louder, we progress. True joy is revealed or concealed in the actions you're making. You should learn patience. Live life every day with a smile of good energy. Because it's the way to victory. Face the challenge, steer it down. Take the plunge, feet off the ground. Breathing deep till again your head's above water. No anchor can hold you down. Say with me now again. Live your one life, mid-dublin. When your silent faith begins to fade. Face the challenge, steer it down. Take the plunge, feet off the ground. Breathing deep till again your head's above water. J.M. and the A.M. with um, Eighth Day and Nisim Black together. A little louder is the name of that one here at J.M. and the A.M. Um, Lipa with the late, great Michal Schnitzler. That duo had Ain Ode. Noam Kornwasser and Alicia Cohen with Vuhurachum. And Sandy Shmueli, Va'atalit and Manginat Chayai opened up the uh, 7 o'clock hour for us here. At JM and the AM. It's Leap Day 20, uh, what is it? 2024. Wow. Leap Day 2024, the final day of February, day number 20 in the month of Adar 1. <coughs> Mazal Tov to those who are completing Mazakas. <coughs> wow. <sighs> Mazal Tov to those who are completing Mazakas, Baba Kama, Hatzlacharaba. The best of luck to those who are starting Baba Metziah tomorrow as Dafiomi gets set to celebrate today. Mazalta from all of us here at JM in the AM. Day number 146 since the barbaric attack on our brothers and sisters. It's 146 days that our brothers and sisters are in captivity at the, in the hands of the enemy. We continue to pray for them and, of course, our soldiers in the Israel Defense Forces who are protecting the land, state, people of Israel, and, of course, Jewish people around the world. <coughs> and we ask that everybody, of course, continue to do just that pray for their safety coming up about 30 minutes from now we're going to be joined by an idf commander who is a farmer in israel i don't know how many countries get to say that that they're a commander in the army and they're a farmer uh anyway um we'll be uh, introduced live in studio to somebody who's a war hero in addition to uh, carrying a message from israel 
about what life is like for those who are trying to keep the farms, <coughs> the agriculture, the economy going in Israel during these very challenging times. Uh, that'll be coming up here on a um, Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. A drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser, his words, Zechanishmas Harav Zevner Biosev Alevi, and Zechanishmas Esther Basar Biosev Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Rambam writes in Hilchus Tshuva, Ein Yisrael Nigalim Elabit Tshuva. The Torah promises us, B'nai Yisrael will do Tshuva at the end of Galus, and then immediately will be redeemed. The Satmarov, Zechot Tzadik Livracha, explains the words of the Rambam. There is a disagreement in Mesechah Sanhedrin. Rebbe Eliezer says, that Klai Yisrael will only be redeemed through Tshuva. Rebbe Yehuda differs, and Rebbe Shmuel debates it. It is known that anywhere where Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yehuda differ in opinion, the halacha is according to Rebbe Yehuda. So why did the Rambam decide the matter according to Rebbe Lezer? The Satmarov explains that this disagreement of the Tanoim really concerns the coming of Mashiach. As Rashi says, Rav's opinion is, Im kol Yisrael chosrin b'tshuva, yavoy. Be'im lav, lo yavoy. If all of Klal Yisrael will do tshuva, he'll come. If not, he will not. Shmuel says, Dayo le'avol, sheyamod be'evloi. It is enough for the mourner to endure their period of mourning. The mourner is Hashem. He's been unable to bring the redemption for all of these years. Rashi explains that it will not endure forever. The final time has a limit. And we have a promise from Hashem that in any case, Mashiach will come. During these days, all of Klal Yisrael contemplates, we think about, we pray for, we long for the days of Mashiach Tzidkenu and the Geula Shalema, the final and the complete redemption. It is interesting that in the Shemona Esrei, we say first the Tefillah of Slach Lonu, forgive us Hashem, a tefillah of tshuva, and then immediately after, re'eno v'anyenu, Hashem, please, look at our affliction, ugaleinu ge'ulah shlema, and redeem us. First, we have to do tshuva, and then the complete redemption will follow. One very special yid, who was in kibbutz be'eri on that fateful day, he took cover, and was hiding with his family in his home. All of a sudden, they heard the terrorists break into their house. They were moving inside, and they could hear them. Each member of the family knew that this could be their last moments on this earthly world. He began to talk to Hashem. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to say to heal him. No one taught me what to do in such moments. But one thing I did know was to say Shema. The terrorists were screaming in my home. I was shaking, but I kept repeating Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That is the only Pasuk I know of the entire Torah. That Pasuk became my ray of hope. 
a miracle occurred. I can't explain how it happened or why it happened. The only thing I know is they've destroyed everything in our house. But the door of our sealed room was never compromised. The next morning, when the members of the IDF, Tzva Haganali Yisrael, came to free us, we could not believe that from the destruction and the devastation that we saw all around us, we survived. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem.
J.M. and the A.M. with Ellie Seinfeld, Fila, Ellie Seidenfeld, rather, with Tfila Schuppa here at J.M. and the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast, uh, within a half hour, we'll be speaking with an IDF commander who's also a farmer in Israel. We'll tell you that story coming up. Jake Novak, who um, <laughs> had a show on this network for quite a while, has an amazing post. <laughs> I just see he posted this on Facebook. What a great twist of fate. In a year when the Ivy League is beset with alarming anti-Semitism on all of its campuses, the best basketball player in the Ivies is Danny Wolf, a seven-foot Jewish sophomore from a Chicago suburb. He plays for Yale, by the way. <laughs> that is actually pretty funny and ironic. And um, <coughs> what's the word? Poetic justice. JM and the AM, if you want to get a uh, an event on onto our community calendar, no problem. Just write to Avrami and let him know about the details of the event. AF at NahumSiegel.com. AF at NahumSiegel.com. If you go to our community calendar now, the Yad Batyal annual auction is up there for March 5th. The community-wide Tehillim at the Bialystoker Synagogue on the Lower East Side is up there for March 5th. The evening of Chazanus and Classics to benefit Misaskim and Yedid is up there for March 10th. An evening with uh, author and playwright Gary Morgenstern for Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn is up there for March 10th. March 11th, the NCSY Gala. <coughs> Man. On Central Avenue in Lawrence is up there. March 28th, the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills with Assembly Member Sam Berger is up there. And already we have the November 3rd. Yes, we're talking about we're talking about uh, eight months from now. The November 3rd, uh, Livingston, New Jersey, Friendship Circle Walk and 5K Run is up there as well. Go to NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar for information about any of those. Again, NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar for, <coughs> for info, man, for info about any of those. By the way, I know it's frustrating sometimes over the last few weeks when you hear my cough. I know it. Thank God every test has come back negative. Thank God. Um, and for those who are frustrated, hey, why is it Nahum taking a cough suppressant? Um, what's the other thing that usually helps? Cough suppressant. 
Oh, antibiotics. Anyway, the bottom line is, as many of you know who's, who've had this during this winter, and I tried it. Believe me, I tried it. I did my usual regimen of cough medicine, which usually works within like 48 hours. But nothing helps. This is some type of uh, cough as a result of some type of viral something. And supposedly, as I keep hearing from more and more people who've gone through it over the last few weeks, supposedly it just takes time to, to disappear eventually. Let's hope and pray. Uh, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did, as we always like to point out. Um... Oh, and by the way, do what I do on many a Thursday night. I'm not going to do it tonight because I'll be at the wedding of um, of um, Alex and Paul, Paul Freed from the Lower East Side getting married tonight. So I will not be uh, able to do this tonight. I'll be enjoying their amazing wedding celebration. Um, however... On a typical Thursday night, I might do this because I have in the past, and I'm suggesting you do it. Boil up some delicious A&H knockwurst. Take some hot dog rolls and the condiments that you enjoy, and go nuts. That knockwurst is so delicious, so incredible, so flavorful. And uh, you'll agree with me. You'll see. Do a taste test in your family. Let everybody try a little bit. They will be uh, enthralled. They'll be thrilled and enthralled that you uh, set aside some A&H knockwurst for them. What a way to show your family you'll love them. Set aside some A&H knockwurst for them. Hey, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Listener Devorah says, proud of my boys who've gone to volunteer in agriculture many, many times. The youth groups have gone as well as the schools. My son is going tomorrow and has to be at the bus stop at 7 a.m. after davening and breakfast. After all, we make fun of this generation and their smartphones. They have grit when it comes down to something important. Kolakavo, thank you, Devora. Devora also says, we celebrated my daughter's belated bat mitzvah this week. Lavana was born on Sukkot. The girls began with an activity of making mezuzot for displaced families, bringing extra meaning to the celebration. Oh, I assume her bat mitzvah was postponed because of the war. That's what I'm assuming. Wow. Everybody on their level is doing their thing and sacrificing for the war effort. Um, please daven for Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Again, that's Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. And listen to Devorah, you're right. Jake Novak's amazing. We should have him on more often. I, there was a time because of a job that he had that he wasn't able to appear on the show. I don't know if that's still the case. I've got to find out if he's able to and he's, uh, if he's able to join us. That'll be amazing. He's an incredible political commentator and analyzes the news expertly to say the least. Uh, within the next few minutes, we're going to be meeting an IDF commander who's walking into, who's going to be walking into this studio who is also a farmer. We'll get a perspective on a lot of different angles of what's happening in Israel coming up on a Thursday at JM in the AM. Nachamu ami, 
נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. דברו על לב ירושלים, דברו על לב ירושלים, נחמו עמי, דברו על לב ירושלים. אמר השם, אמר השם, את מי צריך לנחם? האם לא אותי צריכים לנחם? מי שנשרף ביתו, מי שנשבו בניו, את מי צריך לנחם? נחמוני, נחמוני עמי. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. נחמו עמי, נחמו עמי, יאמר אלוקיכם. דברו הלב ירושלים, דברו הלב ירושלים. נחמו עמי, דברו הלב ירושלים. אמר השם, את מי צריך לנחם? האם לא אותי צריכים לנחם? מי שנשרף ביתו, מי שנשבו בניו, את מי צריך לנחם? נחמוני, נחמוני עמי.
J.M. in the A.M. on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Yaakov Osilowitz with the Unity Nigun. After all, isn't it all about unity these days? One would hope. Nachas before that with Ani Mamin. Maishi Tischler had the uh, Unity selection in there as well. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. So we were, uh, we were told that this morning we would meet someone who was a commander in the uh, Israel Defense Forces and at the same time is a farmer um, on the land and in the state of Israel. And with that in mind, it is an honor to welcome Sergeant Yehuda Alon to JM in the AM. Boker Tov, and welcome. Good, good morning. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Boy, oh boy. I, uh, I, I know you'll never understand this, which is part of the reason why we have such admiration for our brothers and sisters in Israel. 
Uh, but when someone like yourself is in front of me, I feel like I'm speaking to a Jewish hero. And again, I'm sure you probably don't feel the same way, but um, that's the reality for us. The reality in Israel is that everyone is a hero. Everyone went to the army. Every single person does what he have to do, and that's it. On Sunday, I happened to complete coincidence, although, of course, we as people of faith don't believe anything is a coincidence. On Sunday, I uh, met up with a group of soldiers who are amputees, the soldiers from Israel, who are men and women who are amputees. And as we're in the middle of this conversation, an impromptu conversation, I say that uh, it's unbelievable how many Jewish heroes there are. And a woman soldier in a wheelchair without legs, frankly, turns to me and says there are too many Jewish heroes. Yeah. And boy, if that doesn't sum it up. So you've spent the bulk of the last four months where? So um, since October 7th, I was in reserves. I'm a paratrooper, a sergeant. And we've been to many places. Like on October 7th, we went straight to Kfaraza to fight over there. We've been there three and a half days. And then we went to the north for a month and a half. Everyone thought that a war will start with Lebanon. And after a month and a half, we were told that we are going to Gaza and we've been for the last two months in Khan Yunis, the southern city in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, the, the capital, so to speak, or the unofficial capital uh, of, of the uh, Gaza Strip? It's the unofficial capital of Hamas leaders. Right. And you were there. Yeah. And the videos that we see of the operations taking place there and the tunnels that are discovered and the, and the places that the Israeli army decides to take over, some of which were turned into synagogues and places to pray, the, 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 you were part of that whole experience. Everything is real. That's reality over there. Um, and you see only a, a, a bit of what's really going on. And in this platform, I can say that the IDF is winning this war big time and you have a family i assume yeah i'm married i have four daughters and can i ask you what city you live in i live in a place called beneath kalim oh. that's a, a new issue of, uh oh, from the kalim from nevet kalim that was in gushkatif right. my wife is from nevet kalim wow yeah wow how does your wife feel about this war after where she grew up um, for everyone, this war is about going back to something that we that we almost forgot to be united to fight for the true in Israel to to fight for other people. On October sixth, the people in Israel were fighting one against each other, and to go back, they they sing. To go back to Gush Katif, it's not only to Gush Katif, it's going back to to live together. Yeah, understood. Sergeant Yehuda Alon is here. Um, may I ask how old you are? Would that be it? I'm 36 years old. 36 years old, father yeah. of four girls. True. Living in Neveh de Kalim. Beneit Kalim. Beneit yeah. Kalim, an offshoot of Neveh de Kalim. Yeah. Right? From the Gaza Strip. Um. 
So, and you say that Israel is winning this war, and that's one of the messages I assume that you constantly repeat as you travel around the United States and of other course. places, right? Why are you here right now? Why are you in New Jersey? So, I came at Sunday morning to America because if you think about this war, um, I always tell that the army wasn't prepared prepared to that war, and when my commander called me to come on october 7th and all my soldiers he did it by whatsapp and we said like are you calling us by whatsapp the army didn't call and he said there is no army we must go and fight and we did it and he made that decision independently yeah my commander decided that I'm for his own decision that he is calling everyone. It was it's Saturday morning. Everyone was sleeping, 7.15. And the army wasn't prepared. Our base that is located in Rehovot, the people over there didn't know that we are coming. How far is Benet Khalim from the Gaza border? Uh, 45 kilometers. Oh, it's But far. we went straight to the base in Rehovot. Right. And the, the, the guy, the soldier in the base gate, he didn't know that we are coming because the army didn't call reserves. So he didn't let us in. So we had to jump over the fence to, to run into the base. And if the army wasn't prepared at October 7th, the, the government in Israel are, is not prepared to the day after the war. Right. Um, and I'm a farmer. I finished my army service about two and a half, three weeks ago. And I wanted to go back to my farm. But there are no workers. The Thai workers um, of, gone. of the Gaza border were yeah. or murdered or kidnapped. And the other Thai workers all over the country ran away. Right. I have Palestinian workers. The borders are closed. They I can't w- get in. They can't get in, but even if they can, I right. will not take them back. Right. Not those guys. And I went back to my farm. This and is in Benet Khalim? In um, about, right, near, 10 minutes, about 10 minutes drive what, from... What do you farm? What types of fruits and vegetables? I grow uh, mainly eating uh, table grapes. and well, I Those have, must be delicious. They are good, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a small small area, small field of uh, vegetables, lettuce, fennel, cabbage. And you generally sell this to wholesalers or distributors who then... Yeah, open markets. Simple as that. Open markets. October 7th was... And this was, is important for your income, obviously. Of course. October yeah. 7th was right in the middle of harvest. Right. Um, so everything that was in the fields went lost. So has your farm been worked in the last four and a half months? Nothing. Nothing at all? Nothing. Because Aban- they're Abandoned. Are- because there are people that have been volunteering, that have been. I ha- I've, I wasn't in the farm. No one could. No one's tell there to the, the volunteers what to do. You're a lone farmer. I'm a lone farmer. They're lone soldiers. My We're wife. Used to that. My Here. wife tried to help at the beginning with the lettuce harvest, but it was it was good. It was something, but not enough. With volunteers, people were afraid to go out at the beginning of the war. Yeah, understood. Um, now, so, you, so I asked you why you're here, and the answer is? The answer is that many farmers are badly affected by the, this war. Any idea how many? Um, is, it, is it in the thousands? It's hundreds of hundreds farms. Of farms. Throughout the entire Israel? Entire Israel. There are farmers in the north that right. are 
I they are. They farms. cannot right. reach the farms because it's j- dangerous. Right. There are farmers in the south that cannot reach to the farms because it's close to the Gaza border. There are farmers that were killed on October 7th, and there are farmers like me that left everything behind and went to the army for four and a half months, and the farm's collapsing. Right. So are there people here who are helping the farmers? We are trying to raise the awareness of the American people that the war is not ended. For some of us, it's just started right right now. And we need the help of the Jewish community. How do people help? Is there a specific fund or a, a an avenue where they can help? Yeah, uh, I'm working with Keren Shvies. Keren Shvies is an organization that helped us farmers that kept Shmita. Right. And you're a Shmita farmer, meaning you don't yeah. farm during Shmita. Yeah, right. And it was only a year and a half ago. Right, it just happened. And when I went out from Gaza to a 24 hours vacation, I saw a message from one of the guys from Keren Ashvit and he said, listen, it's true that we are not working between Shemitah and Shemitah, but in this situation, I felt, um, we are feeling that we cannot leave you behind. Right. We are together. We will help however we can. And when I finished my army service, they, they came to me and asked me if I can go to America. Why? To, to raise money, to tell your story, right. to raise money for the farms. Farms are collapsing. There are some farms that were already closed. And this is, uh, this is a disaster for Israel. So is there a specific fund that people need to be aware of, a website, anything that we need to... Karen Ashvit and Save a Farm. Save so a Farm is an, uh, a fund of Karen Ashvis. Which they'll find there on their website? They will find everything over there. JM and the AM Sergeant uh, Yehuda Alon is with us and he is one of hundreds as you just heard of farmers in Israel who are in a very difficult financial situation. Your, your story is, is, is so easy to understand. Uh, you haven't been there. Your wife tried. You have no workers. The foreign workers and the Palestinian workers are likely never to return, I would assume, unless the Thai workers start getting the feeling of security to come back, that they feel secure enough to come back to Israel. I don't know if that's going to happen. In general, the manpower issue, which we have been discussing here since October 7th, vis-a-vis the army and vis-a-vis so many industries, the manpower issue in your industry, God knows how long it's going to take to to solve that problem. Yeah, Um the government now, they are dealing with the army budget, with those poor people that were evacuated from their homes for four and a half months. North and south. And the farmers are at the bottom of the list. Right. Now, the government is speaking with the government in India, in Sri Lanka, in some other places, but it can take it can take a long time. Do you know of any uh, foreign workers who Dafka did stay in Israel? Is yeah, any- yeah, yeah. There are some, like, 15% of the Thai workers that stayed. They did stay. Yeah, but poor workers. They were murdered. We saw them in Kfaraza. Uh, murdered or yeah. kidnapped. Some are some are still being held or not? As as, as no, hostages. no, they no, were out. Those, they are, are out, but but ha- there are American Hamas, hostages still. Hamas did it on purpose. We captured some terrorists alive. They were getting orders to kill those Thai workers for them to run away to affect the Israeli farming agriculture. Right. They were. They knew where the Thai workers live. They went over there in purpose. They knew what they are doing, and for now, those terrorist efforts they are they are successful. We are suffering a lot. 
You mentioned being in Khan Yunus, um, and people don't realize, although those who follow the news carefully maybe do realize it more than others, all the different dangers that you are involved with <laughs> when you're in Khan Yunus. And what do I mean? Obviously terrorists, that's, you know, and the RPGs and the grenades, etc. But these tunnels that you're infiltrating or discovering, they could collapse at any moment. And they and they could have booby traps inside them. The booby traps in general in the buildings were responsible for some of our boys being lost in this I war. I was injured from something like this. Uh, on January 12th, we entered a pharmacy and there was a bomb hidden somewhere over there. Um, in a storefront pharmacy? In Inside a pharmacy, yeah. On the, it on looked the main like road. Yeah, it was a pharmacy. There were um, all, all, all the other stuff was over there and a bomb. And I was injured. Uh, one of my friends was badly injured. Baruch Hashem, I'm fine. I've been five days in hospital and I returned back to my, <laughs> to my soldiers in Gaza. But yes, everything in Gaza, everything in Khan Yunus is trying to kill you. They have diseases that we don't have in Israel. Uh, every window is is uh, is a potential death. Right. I went with my wife in Jerusalem, and she said, "Why are you looking up all the time?" So I said, "Listen, I just realized that I'm searching the rooftops of mm -hmm. all the buildings in Jerusalem without me right. noticing at all." Yeah. And I told her, "I told her, listen, <laughs> I can tell you every building that we went, what flowers they have." in the windows, what's happening on the rooftop, everything. So yeah, everything in Khan Yunus can kill you. Uh, and you know why I laughed a moment ago? I laughed because I think in every military around the world, including the United States, not a criticism, an observation that I grew up with, if one is injured in a war or in some type of military action, they take every opportunity to then retire from the battle. And you and your colleagues, you and your brothers, you and your friends... You go to the hospital. I don't know what area of your body was affected by this Stomach, injury. Stomach, kidneys. Right. So so most soldiers on this globe, on this planet, would use that opportunity to go home. But instead, you and many who are injured much worse than you find an opportunity to get back. Yeah. Um, actually, many soldiers came back after injuries. Uh, some of them with so explain that. I mean, I have my own theories, and I, you know, and I think our people are unique in many ways. But put it into words for me. What what's going on in that hospital where you say to yourself, "I got to get back and continue this mission"? So that's the same conversation I had with my, with my wife. She said <laughs> she why, was not, she was not as understanding as you were. Why right? are you? <laughs> no one expects you to go back. Course, exactly. Not the army. Not your friends. No, you were hurt. You're suffering pain. What's going on? And I told her, listen, there is no logical reason for me to tell you why I'm going back. But there is no other chance. I must go back over there. My soldiers is fighting over there. Um, How many soldiers are, are you responsible for? 19. Wow. Those are tough days. I cannot sit outside while they are fighting. They, you, they, they, did, there's nothing to do about it. I will go back. Did you lose any of your own soldiers? Uh, no. Thank, Thank God. God. Thank God. What are the ages of your daughters, from what to what? 14, 11, 8, and 5. That's a good argument for on behalf of your wife, <laughs> yeah. not to go back. So I had to, I had to explain to my, wife, to my wife why I'm going back after injury. I had to explain to my daughters. two old daughters yeah, especially the older ones, right? why I'm going 
out on October 7th. Right. It was in our area. Um, we heard the, the bombs. We had heard everything. Where I live, we can see the Iron Dome and the rockets firing from Gaza. And my oldest daughter, she locked the door for me to not go out. How difficult has this war been for your 14-year-old daughter? Uh, it was difficult. Until today, like, is she involved in the war effort? Is she positive about things? Is she yeah. upset and depressed yeah. about things? What she's not say? upset and depressed, but she is a full, she's a teenager that her father were out for four and a half months. And like every teenager. And I didn't know if he'd come back. Um, yeah. We, I saw it like, you know, teenagers, you want to hug them, they run away. Mm-hmm. When I came back, <laughs> she gave me a hug that I saw that it was it was hard time for her. And I had to explain at the beginning why I'm going out. And she understood. She understood that every generation for our Jewish people, there, there are those people that will fight for Klal Israel. And this is my turn. There's nothing to do about it. This is my turn. I will go. She saw... All the vehicles in the in the yeshuv, it's a religious yeshuv. And the road was packed with cars that going out, out to fight. On Chag and Shabbat. On Chag and Shabbat with white shirts. We went out with white shirts to battle. And she understood it. My wife didn't understood the second time that I had to explain why I'm going after where I was injured. But right. but if she was a teenager, she would have understood. But she knew that... <laughs> she grew up is, to be a mother, so uh, she doesn't understand anymore. Yeah, but she knew that there, there is nothing to argue about. I will go back. And the third time I had to explain why I'm going, it's like after four and a half months that I haven't been at home, I had to tell, tell my wife and kids that I'm going to America right. for a week. At least they think you're more secure here than in Kanyunis. They think, but I, mean, they I don't know think, what's happening at Passaic, but I'm assuming so. Yeah, but <laughs> but they told me like, listen, you haven't been at home. Stay with us. Have a rest. Right. Um, well, Passaic did have pro-Palestinian rallies this week, so who knows where anybody's safe anymore? Frankly, um, are teenagers involved in the war effort? When you're 14, 15, 16, high school in Israel right now, are they involved yeah. in all this? Are they, they volunteer t- in many places in farming. In, hospi- in hospitals, in hotels where the people from the south and north right. are, are staying. Um, the kids, the youth in Israel showed an amazing um, united thing that we never saw for a long time. But they're saying that about your generation. You're saying that about them, but the whole... the whole Everyone, everyone. But- that war, you know, uh, I heard a, a sentence that Jews knows how to die together. We wish that they will know how, how to, to live, live together. together. But that period of time is amazing. Everyone, we are. We were laughing about this um, TikTok generation. They are strong, powerful, passionate warriors. I have soldiers, 22, 23 years old. They are amazing soldiers. They are heroes. No, no TikTok, nothing. They went out to fight, and they are amazing, all those guys. I think about this all the time, especially because of the age of my own children. When, when there's a young kid who's 21, 22, as you just described, and now you're their sergeant, isn't there a level of experience and preparedness, especially in Kanyunis, 
that one needs in order to be involved in these operations? And, and just naturally, how is it possible for someone who's 21 or 22 to have enough training and enough experience to do what you were doing there? So reserves in Israel, we have all, all kinds of, um, of people. I have a soldier, he's 48 years old, and he is probably the best soldiers, soldier in my squad. But because of what he's been through, not, not, not he's he's good, <laughs> he's good. But you have your good things with young guys. They are in good shape. They are in much better shape than than I am. And you have the good things about the older guys. They have the experience. They are quiet. They are they they know what they are doing. And combine all together. You have a good squad. You have good platoons. You have every everyone knows what he's good at, and every, and and we work like this. Are you a sports fan? Yeah, the soccer reason, fan. The reason, well, yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm a football fan. The real football, not not what you call football. I mean, I'm joking around with you. Obviously. Yeah, that, that's probably the one that you're playing with your foot with a ball. Right, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Who actually? Anyway, but the bottom line is that there's a theory here. Uh, among the younger, uh, there's a theory among the older people about the younger athletes that because they grew up in this TikTok generation, they're able to process things much faster on the field. That's a th it's a theory that I've heard discussed by some of the older quarterbacks. I don't know if you know what a quarterback is, but the quarterbacks yeah, in, the, in the football league. And and I thought that's very interesting. It's, they re it's one of the reasons they explain that such young quarterbacks now are doing well immediately in the league because they're just, you know, it's not a big accomplishment for them to memorize, you know, 30 plays and to process all this information after all the time they've spent in front of screens and computers. Do you think the 21 and 22-year-olds in the Israeli army have an advantage now like that because they're so focused for years on technology and fast-moving things that you and people older than you would not have had as much of? I don't know if it's like on other stuff except technology. They are good soldiers, but yeah. in the army we also have technology. And those young guys, they are much better than us, we have new drones that we use in-house, indoors, and they were they're, much they're better. They were much right. better that makes sense. That makes than sense. the oldest people. And I'm not talking about old people. I'm talking about guys like me, 35, 36 years old. They were much better. Right. Right, so there's something to my theory. And uh, even, even the way they navigate in a place like you had to be in Gaza, the way they navigate has to be a bit different than someone who's 15, 20 years older than them. Not just the speed, but I would, again, think that just because of the way they've grown up that, I don't know, I just have a feeling, and I could be totally wrong about this, that they approach a tunnel or a dangerous situation or a bo potentially booby-trapped building possibly differently than the older soldiers would. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The, the, old, the oldest soldiers are great soldiers as well. Um, no, but as I said, everyone knows what he's good at, and we are a, a, a team that works together. Some will be better in one type of thing, one will be better in another, and we combine everything to be 
the best platoon that we can be. Sergeant Yehuda Alon is here. Chumi Jacobson is here. If you want to give me the information or if you want to join us on the air and just tell people how to support the farmers of Israel. Remember, everybody, the purpose of this conversation, even though it may not be obvious from the way that I've been conducting it, the purpose is to ask this audience to be as generous as possible to support the hundreds of farmers who really have no income now for the reasons that Sergeant Alone described earlier. Chumi Jacobson, good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much. Could yes. you just tell us how we could help out and what we yes. should do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Save a Farm on Instagram is the project of Karen Hashvias, like Yehuda was telling us. They are supporting their farmers, even though it's not Shemitah time, they're there for them uh, in this time of crisis. What I really wish people in America understood more that I certainly did not understand until I met with Yehuda was how big this crisis is. It's not just facing these individual farmers. This is a crisis for for Israel. I don't know about you. The first thing I did after October 7th was I updated all my kids' passports. <laughs> for us in America, we want to know that we have an Israel to go to if we need to. Remember, after 9-11, it didn't help to have a passport, but okay, no right. problem. Go ahead. But the situation in the world that. is scary, and we, we all have a certain sense of peace that, okay, we have Israel. We can go to Israel. Well, if you want Israel to be there, if you want the economy to survive this, if you want the infrastructure of the whole agriculture sector, which really affects national security and their their independence, then you need to support these farms. It's affecting everything. Right now, you go to a store in Israel, a lot of the produce, they're either empty or it's imported from Turkey. Do we want to be relying on Turkey? You're watching the news. We don't want, that is not a good position for us. Another thing that Yehuda explained to me, and Yehuda, feel free to jump in, is that these farms that are collapsing, it's not just, oh no, those people now have no income. Israeli Arabs will take over that land right. and let in their friendly cousins from Hamas and from Hezbollah, and it's very dangerous. And that situation, Though, by the way, has been going on for years. The, uh, that's what I just started to say. It's happening for years. Um, they take farms, they take lands. But now, in this situation, when many farms are in, in danger, that could be a disaster. Yeah. In my farm, in my farm, we have those Arabs that always look for empty lands and empty uh, places that they can take. Now it it can be a disaster. All right, on Instagram, you called it what? Save, save a farm. And what, what do we do with the web? Is there a website or yes, savearfarmfund.org. Okay, save. Now you're talking my language. At my age, I need a website. Yes, save, save a farm fund dot org dot org. Save a farm fund dot org or save a farm on Instagram, or listen, if it's easier for you to remember Karen Ashvias, you right. could just Google Karen Ashvias. That website will take you there also. Right. Um, it's Although, all who on earth knows how to spell Shvias in English? <laughs> Karen, K-E-R-E-N, Shvias, S-H-V-I-I-S, KarenAshvias.org. Yes, um, they are, and they're directly on the ground. I'm working with the people who are literally going and visiting the farmers and assessing who's in the deepest crisis, who needs the money now, and they're taking care of it. Do them. you have an official position with the organization? Yes, I am. Liaison or what? Technically. American head? What do we call you? Yeah, executive director of <laughs> the American go. operations of Karen Shays. Are you aware yeah. that there was a pro-Palestinian rally in Passaic on Tuesday night? Well, that's why I waited till Wednesday to come. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to leave the house. Huh? No, I was uh, not aware. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Sure, it's that. terrible. It was at the kosher wine event because unfortunately for the enemy, uh, there were wineries there from Israel. So they don't like that. They don't like anything don't having like to do with Israel. Anything about Israel. Is that why you were late today? Because people were protesting your appearance here or not? Let's I go mean, with that. No. <laughs> don't go with that. Uh, we've been told, the people of Israel have been told by the government, 
that a certain number of hostages are no longer alive. You've been in Khan Yunus, you've been in Gaza. Do you get the feeling that the majority of hostages are still alive? Um, actually, in Gaza, we don't have any connection to the to the world. We have including the intelligence reports. Um, intelligence reports is only for our right. area and what's going on um, around us. Uh, we know that they are hostages alive because hostages hostages there then that were free told the army and the intelligence about stuff that going on we know that there are soldiers that are not alive anymore right but we are not familiar with the details and the there's so much activity there's such a bombardment of the enemy right by air land yeah house to house building to building explosions i mean we could just you know uh, arrests you have you been involved in some of the arrests of the palestinians the pictures we see around the world of, the, of those who've been arrested who are uh, who are in fact affiliated with hamas um so where we have been there were no civilians anymore and those terrorists that we met are not alive anymore when? so you have certain places in Gaza where they are refugees. In northern Gaza, most of them are, are in Rafah. That you can see civilians, you can see people over there. Um, in Khan Yunis, in, the, in those neighborhoods that we fight in, there were no civilians. Every person that you saw is probably a terrorist, and he died very quickly right but my point is with all this going on we, we can't even begin to understand the strategy of the israeli army no you know we, we 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 just assume with all the destruction how could the hostages survive all this and and how does sinwar figure out a way to escape every time etc but we we don't even have a a clue as to how all this works militarily it works very it's very intense because even when you go to attack a new neighborhood there is always the the fear that maybe there is hostages over there right. and the intelligence they work very very hard all the time to get us all the information about what's going on inside this neighborhood um we are going in when we go into to a new place we're going with heavy fire from the air force from tanks from our uh, units on the ground heavy heavy fire nothing is standing still when we finish this neighborhood for the the soldiers not to have um not to risk their lives for nothing we know that we have to go to a certain house uh, every every other thing on the street will be destroyed and every building you walk into you have plenty of information in advance about what you likely will see in that building or not we know what we are looking for in that house we know but will intelligence if, tell you what the dangers are in yeah, terms of walking yeah, yeah. In that they building? know the intelligence know if there will be probably a tunnel in the house or right. not uh sometimes we are surprised from what we found uh those are the times that something went wrong uh, probably but we know what we are looking for in every house we know what happened before in that certain house and yeah, we're working working hard and good. What is Shabbat like in Khan Yunus? Ah. Is it nicer in uh, in um, Kalim? Yeah, it's nicer <laughs> in Kalim, but there is something special. 
באמת? About Shabbat, about Holy Days, about lighting Hanukkah candles in Han Yunus because everything is dark all the time. You put blankets on the windows so there is no daylight inside and you light Hanukkah candles and you sing uh, Kabbalat Shabbat. <laughs> in Han Yunus, it's amazing. We had a Sefer Torah in Han Yunus. Someone actually put in his bag Sefer Torah, Kosher Sefer Torah, and there is something very special about Shabbat, about, um, about uh, Jewish holidays, about Chagim, that you do it inside Chan Yunus. It gives you, like, it, it, it reminds you for the, the reason that you're fighting for. Are you allowed to be in touch with your wife when you're away? Um, no. We had, like, uh, uh, one, one cell phone with no internet that... Uh, entered Gaza about once in two or three so, weeks. So after Shabbat, she can't call you and ask you how your Shabbat was in Khan Yunus. That doesn't happen. No. And she knew that she won't must be, hear the truth. Must so be, she must didn't be. ask. <laughs> well, I mean, the part of reading the Torah would probably have been true. But uh, she's, she's being tortured. It's torture for her. I mean, I hate yeah. to use that word, but all the women, I know what my nieces go through in Israel. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sitting with, you know, helplessly in many cases and hard to start their day. And they need tremendous help from their parents and in-laws and everybody else who's willing to, the grandparents who are willing to come and help. And yeah, I think for, for mother and mothers and, and wives, wives and, and kids, it's probably harder than yeah. for the soldiers in Gaza. We had, most of the time, we had good time in Gaza. You're with among you're time. with among friends we and good time. Yeah, guys. we are with friends. We talked all the time. We it wasn't boring. It wasn't like okay. they don't get in there to make barbecues for you, right? Those barbecues no, are happening no, in those Israel. Barbecues itself. they are outside of the Gaza border. Do you need those barbecues? You could do without Listen, them. Listen, you never saw a happy a happier soldier really than a soldier that went out from Gaza after three four weeks and. A good barbecue is waiting for him. It's That's amazing. That's amazing. It's funny because when I was on the Gaza border and saw the tanks coming back, I am telling you, you see smiles and a sense of relief on every yeah, face. Of course. The, the second you cross the border, yeah. your body is like... Right, exactly. <sighs> Thank God. Thank God. And I'm the home. barbecues are amazing. Listen, <laughs> you don't know how, how happy we've been those times. Uh, Sergeant Alon is one of hundreds of farmers that need help in Israel. That's the bottom line here today. And certainly will remind people even after today to support this cause. Saveafarmfund.org. That's the one I'm going with, although you'll find them on Instagram and other places as well. Saveafarmfund.org. Saveafarmfund.org. So now, a half hour later, you see more and more why I think I'm sitting in front of a Jewish hero after this conversation. By the way, not to, I mean, Chumi Jacobson's a wonderful person, but she's, she's as delusional as everybody else in this country. If you think that we are going to have an opportunity to just snap our fingers and go to Israel when trouble starts here, history tells us, even with the state of Israel, history tells us, and I would even argue that current circumstances tell us that that's not true. So please, Sergeant Alone, here's your opportunity. Help me tell my audience, folks, the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Ah, listen, my father is an Ole Hadash from South Africa. Yeah. Lucky he left. You wouldn't be able to leave South Africa now. You know he, that, right? He left. He was born in Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, 
and he came to Israel with when he had no other choice and he said he told everyone for for years don't wait for the last second you will probably not be able to go to Israel when the last seconds second arri- is arriving but I'm not I'm not I don't think that we can we should wait for the last second because Israel is great that's the land of the Jewish people we are all together over there that's a, such an amazing place and okay probably people in America are wealthier and having probably better life but there is nothing to compare to Israel with the people and with the um, the experience of, of the Jewish land and the the promised land and all the, I, I call all the time for people to people come in, back home people in America have a better life people in Israel have the best life come back home amen amen sergeant alone and to you thank you very much for That's, having me are you kidding this has been an absolute pleasure and a, a real honor frankly um, the 19 that you lead are a, a very lucky bunch to have you as their leader I'm a very lucky sergeant to have them well and you said you're a paratrooper was yeah. that was that skill necessary in this war or not no not in this war you, you won't right jump from an airplane in Gaza you are you will probably be first one to die have you used that skill in the past or you just have it ha- just training right. just training the last time Israel used paratroopers on battle was in 56 wow yeah not even in the six-day war no wow interesting it's a it must be a fascinating activity because I've never jumped out of an airplane yeah yeah but it must be a fascinating a- amazing activity. I love it You do love it. Yeah, most of the... So if you were on vacation and you needed something to do to enjoy the day... I'm, I'm would, jumping from airplanes on jump. vacations, you yeah. You do that? Yeah. Uh, most of my soldiers, they hate it because uh, it's... Right. Also, it's scary, but I love it. You bungee jump? Yeah. You've done it? Yeah. Wow. We're so different. It's amazing. <laughs> it's hard to believe we're both from the same God. Um, go to the website, saveafarmfund.org, saveafarmfund.org. Final word, Chomi, uh, uh, what can you tell us? This is a crisis that every Jew needs to be paying attention to and helping. Yeah. We amazing. need to help. And I hope everyone does respond. Same with saveafarmfund.org. Chomi Jacobson, I thank you. Thank you. Continued success with the work of Karen Ashvias and Sergeant Alone. I hope we have an opportunity to meet in Israel. I hope. Maybe at B'nai D'Kalim. Maybe. You have to visit the farm. I would like to. I'd like to do that. Mizrat Hashem. How far is it from uh, Jerusalem? Uh, about 45 minutes. That's it? Yeah. yeah. 20 minutes south from Beit Shemesh. Oh, that's where you are? Yeah. If you know the, the, the place so why, of... So why are you 45 kilometers from the Gaza border? This is 45 kilometers. That's 45 kilometers? Yeah. Kiryat Gat or more south? It's more east. Oh, you're more east than Kiryat Yeah, Gat. if you know the place of Beit Govrin, the, the, yeah, the caves. So, And what part of uh, so boy in America doesn't know Beit Govrin? Come on. <laughs> right in the Beit Govrin junction. Wow, interesting. So you, yeah. you have a lot of visitors in your area. Seriously. Um, there are tour buses there all the time. At Shemitah, it was packed of people. Imagine so. Yeah. Thank you very much. A real honor. Um, Saveafarmfund.org. Saveafarmfund.org. More coming up. It's Thursday at JM in the AM.
Hey, my brother, have you been? I've been thinking of you often. Cause I don't know where to be while you're out there battling for the survival of our nation. Just know I have you in my heart. Always with you, no matter how far. Looking towards the day when we'll celebrate me coming home. Achim
in the AM. There it is. Achim Biachad, Arye Kunzler, and Shlomo Lipman. <coughs> it is a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. It's something when we're able to conduct uh, the type of conversation we just had here in studio. Pretty amazing. Maybe it'll help us uh, remember what our brothers and sisters are going through in the Holy Land, especially the IDF soldiers that are spending their Shabbat and the other six days in Kanyunas and places like that. If you missed the conversation, check out the archive later on today. You won't want to miss it. You want to make sure to uh, make it up and uh, and hear the conversation with Sergeant Yehuda alone. Uh, Charlie Harari coming up at 9. At 10 o'clock, it'll be Jew in the City Speaks. It's Allison Joseph with Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Founder of Nazarian Plastic Surgery and Spa 26. Mary Malwalek, <coughs> excuse me, at 10.30 with the aforementioned Aryeh Kunstler. Thursday Live Lunch will be hosted by Yossi Zweig starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. The Kosher Terroir with Simon Jacob, with uh, Ernie Weir, the founder of Hagefen Cellars in California's Napa Valley. They will be uh, speaking together at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the Kosher Terroir, right before the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek. Sponsored by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tani Talks Parsha will follow that. Tani Gutterman on the Torah portion of the week at 10 p.m. tonight right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. So, as we always say, a full lineup, to say the least. And it's all, it's all happening all day long. There's no reason to touch that dial here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. It's JM and the AM and our friends from Waterbury. For years and years I was scared to see the light my parents shine towards me. I thought I saw was not really dead So beautiful and nothing can compare We fought so hard to get it While I sit here and neglect it It's so beautiful but I couldn't see yet You see me running Oh, running back to you Running On going for like the leaf that was blowing in the wind. But the signs kept on showing and the light kept on glowing till the end.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JM and the AM. Plenty coming up, as we just told you. An amazing lineup. Don't touch that dial. It's Thursday, after all. Tomorrow, we're back starting at 6 a.m. Malcolm Holmline with the weekly update and more. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.